Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Engerbrock. Special guest on the program today, Chaz Winkle, the Bridge 1120 afternoon host. The name of his show is Chaz Live. Today's topic on the program, Living and Loving Connections. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialist, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Thank you, Mike. This is Evelyn Davison. And this is Kathy Enderbrock. Thank you for joining us for Love Talk here at 1120 AM. KTXW, The Bridge, Central Texas Christian Talk. Well, you know, this is a wonderful day, Kathy, because we've got another special day with our friend Chaz Winkle today is going to be joining us. These are such exciting times. I know they are for you and your family, and they are for me. Uh, and just, you know, with spring coming to Texas, I am delighted. I am so tired of cold weather. That <laughs> yes. it's, I feel like we've been born again. It's just a new birth. That's true. Well, we've been talking a lot about connections, you know, and, and they're old connections and, and new connections. And we're going to be asking a couple questions today about that one thing that that really connects us to God, prayer. We're going to talk about is prayer pointless or is prayer powerful? And when we talk about a connection with God, we talk about religion and relationship. So we're going to talk about is prayer religious or is prayer relational? We're going to dive deep into those with our very good friend Chaz Winkle, who's going to be having his own live talk show Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. beginning April 30th. Chaz, are you ready for us today? 
That, that's a loaded question, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we fire high. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to having a conversation around these uh, topics with you. So important, and I think one of the things um, that is so misunderstood is prayer. And I know for me as a, a Christian growing up, that was something that I, I really thought was for pastors. It was for religious leaders. It was, you know, for kind of the, the elite or the select or those special people of God. And so I love what we're talking about today because it, it really points to a need that is out there um, among not just new Christians, but believers that have been believers for many years. Chess, um, you and I have been friends for a long, long time. We used to travel together and do personality seminars, talk about the gifts of, that God gives us and how we're supposed to use them. And my life scripture was, and I can't remember what yours was, but I know what mine was, it was John 15, 16, where he said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. Not only have I chosen you, but I planted you in a love field where I want you to grow up and bear fruit, that your fruit might be lasting. And you've been, in, you've been a Christian how long now? Uh, almost 24 years. 24 years. Uh, we, we grow uh, as we we glow as we grow because of what Christ does in our life. And yet you and I, and I know Kathy's young, uh, we look back on times when th- there was not a lot of hope uh, for the things that uh, were really close to our heart. Where we're seeing today that God is just breaking open front after front and in regard to connecting with us and with each other, you know, our connecting with each other. And the times that we live in now are so different from the times when you came to know the Lord and when I came to know the Lord. Just recently, at the Texas State Capitol, there was a um, a march, and it was with um, people who were uh, Islamic, who were who brought guns to the Capitol and said that. Uh, the right way to connect and the right thing to do in the times in which we live now are to kill policemen. Mm. Kill policemen. That was just recently. Right. That is scary uh, when we stop and think about that. But yet we know that those people are the enemies of Easter. And we're approaching Easter really closely now. And yet we... Um, just live our lives every day like God's going to take care of everything and we don't have anything to do. We just sit back and watch him. And that is not true. That's why your new program is going to be so important uh, as we begin this new adventure on KTXW. Well, I think one thing, Evelyn, if you look at the Islamic faith, they are Islam 365 days a year. We're in Christianity right now. We have one day a week. And if, you know, if you're a certain denomination, you might do it too. But what happens is, is that our, our, as the Christians are walking out of church, they've got the quotations behind them in the air that said, we have fulfilled our religious obligation. Mm-hmm. And if you have a relationship, your personal relationship with Christ, especially through prayer, and you spend a lot of time with him, John 15:7 says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, then whatever you shall ask shall be given. Um. We need to take that to heart. So are you telling me that abiding with Christ doesn't mean just going to church on Sundays and ticking off that box? No, I think what has happened is is that that's that's religion. Okay. Um, Relationship's an entirely different thing. 
when we are basing our life on our relationship with Christ versus on a church, and, and a lot of people, especially in society, especially the non-believers, they see church as a building with four walls. Mm-hmm. And as I was coming into Christianity, you know, basically 24 years ago, one of the things that I saw is that it had a stage. You know, I had three fast songs, a slow song, another fast song. <laughs> then they prayed for people. Then we had a sermon. And then they prayed for people again. And then you went home. You know, this is something that Eric always, and my husband Eric always says. He says, why do they end on a slow song that makes you, like, ready to just relax and sleep? He says they need to, they, before they give the message, they need to have a big song to have you ready to receive this huge, powerful message. Anyway, go ahead. I interrupt. Well, and so I think what happens is that we put ourselves in a position because we become traditional. Mm-hmm. We need to break out of the traditions that um, the, the body of Christ, and because these things are are segmented throughout all of our lives now, and we put ourselves in a position where we we either receive it or we rebuke it. And what we need to do is understand our relationship with Christ is the most vital thing that we can have in our life above our marriages above our children, above our jobs, above our country. If we don't have Christ first, we will fail. So, Chaz, what I hear you saying is that we need to step out of a rote religious obligation and step into an active, intimate relationship. You're, you're exactly right. One of the segments that we're going to be on, that we'll have on the, the talk show, it will be called Through the Pastor's Eyes. Mm-hmm. Because what happens, we as a congregation, if we're Christians on this, this show right now, we sit and look at our pastor, and if he says something, we judge him based on that. We start talking. It might be a context over you know, lunch that day, or we have somebody, well, I, like, I love that sermon, or, man, I didn't like what he was saying there, or, man, that really hit me deeply. One of the things that we do is we judge them based on what's going on. But yet, what are the pastors seeing? What are they seeing sitting in their congregation? What, are they seeing that, that ladies are coming in are not dressed appropriate for church? Are they seeing you know teenagers bringing you know the sanctuary is no longer a sanctuary. It's a place where you come to relax. It's a, you know you can bring your coffee in and in, enjoy praise and worship and then a, and a sermon, but yet we don't draw closer to God in there sometimes. And so the pastor's job is becoming increasingly difficult because he's trying to. I have to be careful how I say this to appease people rather uh-huh. than to please God. And that's a very critical place that we are at right now with the body of Christ. I totally agree with you. Well, you know, the question that I ask myself pretty regularly, and I'm going to ask it of you today, Chaz, and you too, Laura, is how would Jesus live my life during times like these? If I were Jesus, how would I be living during times like these? What would I be doing? What would I be saying? What would I be praying? Um, that's a difficult question to ask. You don't ask a pastor that. But that's why prayer has to be relational. Well, I mean, Jesus, he set a great example because he, he never took off except when he told you that he was. You know, you talk about one of the stories when he's in the in the waters being tossed, and the disciples are saying, "You know, how can he sleep during this?" Because he didn't have the worries. But Jesus lived with hope because he understood everything. You know, Hebrews eleven one said, "Faith is evidence of, of the things that are unseen, but yet the things that are hoped for." And we've been taught all our life not to get our hopes up. I love my mother to death, but there were many times she said, "Don't get your hopes up, honey." Mm-hmm. 
But we are to get our hopes up. Well, Jesus is our rope well, of hope. He is that rope that ties us to the Spirit and the will of God and the Word of God. Well, and you know, we talk about connection, and, and, and here's the thing I love about Jesus is he was tightly connected to the Father, to, to Abba Father. He called him Daddy, but he was also tightly connected to the community. He went out of his way to serve others and... um he he did not do one without the other. And, you know, it, you talk about the storms of, of, of life, you know, when Jesus was sleeping on the boat. I always think of after Jesus fed the 5,000 and they wanted to make him king, you know, uh, and the disciples had seen this. Jesus sent the crowds away. He, you know, he sent them away. He's like, okay, we've, we've had, we've had our teaching. You need to go think about what you, what, what um, you've learned. And, and I'm going to go away and be with the father disciples. You go away. I'm sending you away as well. And so Christ realizes that while we can be together, discipling one another, ironing, iron sharpening iron, that then there are those times that we must go away from one another and be closely connected to the Father. And I thought, I think Jesus is a beautiful mirror of that, and that's how he would be living in these times today. And it's authentic. If you look at it, the reality of who he was, he brought to the disciples, and he brought it uh, in ways that they could understand it and begin to live it. We, we say there the three W's of life that we as believers hang on to today and work on and live out the way that Jesus would live out. First of all is through worship. And worship really uh, takes devotion. It takes praise. It takes prayer. But it, it sets up something, Chaz, and I know we, we won't really talk about this today, is the presence of his Holy Presence, the presence of his Holy Spirit. And the other thing is work. When, when we are about doing what it is he's called us to do, we're going to be in prayer asking him for directions and to be connected to him. And then the third W is his word, listening and learning and leading with commitment and courage. And that's really what it means to be an instrument of God's goodness, kindness, mercy, love, all those things that we as Christians are supposed to be. The the followers of Jesus were first called Christians at Antioch, and it was when the government fell in on them and began to make demands on them that, that was not what God had planned. We need to talk today, as we have you here in the studio with us, Chaz, about connections and why it is important that prayer and God's word are the primary connections that we have if we're going to live a life like Jesus. Let's take our break, Mike. We'll come back with that right after this. Stay with us. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. 
From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at the Bridge 1120 Today's Christian Talk. And welcome back friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock on Love Talk 1120 AM KTXW The Bridge in the studio with the amazing Evelyn Davison and our very special guest Chaz Winkle. Today we are discussing Connections, continuing in the series that we have been uh, going through leading up to Easter. We are right smack dab in the middle of Easter season. We like to know what that means to you. You can call us on the on the love line at uh, 512-249-6535. Share with us what Easter means to you. And we are doing something very special today, talking about prayer. Is it pointless or powerful? Is prayer about religion or is it relational? And so we are, we've been going through our book, Evelyn, Praying and Praising Across Texas. Right. It's an incredible book that you uh, spent so much time on. Christian leaders all over the state of Texas kind of set aside their schedules last fall and, and, and worked with you to make this book happen. We are learning how to, to pray and what it means to pray, what it means to pray for our leaders, what it means to connect with God. We're spending 49 days in that, and then we are transitioning into praying. We're going on an ask fast, and we are learning what it means to praise God in prayer. And so we're excited about this time, especially we've we've just recently, for those who began the book in mm-hmm. January, now we can begin the book at, at any time, but for those who began in January, we have just finished our 49 days of, of prayer, of asking, and now we have begun that those 49 days of praising. And what difference, Evelyn, has that made for you personally as we're approaching this Easter season? Well, Kathy, you know, we just uh, are kind of like small children um, in a family. We just want everything everybody else has. And, and um, you know, the Lord does bless us uh, when we come to him in, in prayer and, and name our needs. But praise is a different part of prayer because it, it takes it back to the honorary position that Jesus has. 
Uh, you know, there's a story about the little boy that said, uh, told his grandmother, he said, you know, God is, is, only has one hand to work with. And she said, what are you talking? He had asked for something. And he said, well, he only has one hand to work with. And she said, well, where did you get that? We said, well, well he's, uh, he's left-handed. And she said, where did you get that? <laughs> and he said, well, the preacher told us that Jesus was sitting on the right hand of the Father. Oh. So he came operate <laughs> with one hand. And, you know, these are elementary things that in our mind, you know, children come up with. But in fact, the in facto is that he is at our full attention. And we do need to say thank you. So what I started probably uh, 18 or 20 years ago is at Easter time, from Easter to Passover, uh, I uh, don't ask God for anything. And we're doing that in, in the book, Pray in the Praying Across Texas, because every day we have a word for the day. Mm-hmm. And we pray that for the four leaders we have, for Greg Abbott, for Ken Paxton, for Dan Patrick, and the other adopted leader that we would choose. And so we've gone through 49 days of asking God for that. The first day was on wisdom. And now we're going back through to thank God that he's working, that he knows what his plan is, and that we we are reporting for duty, and we're not asking. We're just thanking him for those things. And that is hard to do, and it will literally change your life, Kathy, because it gets us out of that Santa Claus mood. You know, in America, and Chaz, I know you you probably have a lot to say about this and will on your program, is there are two things in America. Christians either think God is Santa Claus or non-Christians think that government is God and that you need to get everything you need from government. And we sometimes just, because we name we want a Rolls Royce, we just think God's going to roll it in. Well, those things aren't always good for us. And we have to be in a position where we recognize the blessings that we have. And that's why an ask is fasting from asking. And a lot of people fast on Friday or they fast the whole season. And we've gone through that. Uh, but that came about as a result of a young man that uh, uh, I had asked to uh, participate in a prayer retreat that I was doing. And I asked him, or it was a prayer encounter, if his group would not, I gave everybody a front page of the newspaper and said, these are the things you need to be praying about. But this one young man was a deacon, and I asked him, I said, I don't want you to ask God for anything. I want you to thank him for everything. Don't ask for anything. And he told me, he said, I can't do that. I don't know how. Wow. And I said, well, just think about the blessings, like Thanksgiving. Just play like it's Thanksgiving. And just thank him. And the young man came to me later and just wept, and he said, this changed my life. He said, I didn't realize how selfish I was. And so sometimes, you know, we get it. And that becomes true whether we're, it's religious or relational. We just think that what we say is what God ought to do. And that's not what real prayer is. That's so true. You know, and when we think about, well, what can we praise him for? This young man was saying, I don't even know how to do this. There's, I mean, protection, provision, his power, his plan, his purpose for our lives. And, you know, we read in the Psalms, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And prayer is about approaching God and connecting with God. And what a wonderful thing to be able to enter his gates 
and enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise and not stopping there. And continue, as you mentioned earlier, this abiding, just connecting with him, thanking him for for who he is, recognizing who he is, and going on this brief ask fast. You know, he knows what our needs are. We can trust him to meet those needs. I love this book, Praying and Praising Across Texas. And Evelyn, I know that we have people ask us, how can I get my hands on this? My church would like to do this book together. My women's group, my men's Bible study or discipleship group. Now they can go to NDP, that's um, National Daily Prayer, ndpaustin.org. They can get um, a book or a case there, or they can call on the love line at 512-249-6535 and, and learn how they can get a quantity discount if they are wanting to do this with a larger group. Thank you so much for sharing with us that. I mean, connection, so important, and that book has been such an incredible part of me connecting with the Lord over the spring. Chaz, I'd like to talk about um, the kind of prayer and what Jesus did and what Jesus taught about prayer. Well, I think one of the things, Kathy, that we look at is we, you know, it's like the young man that, that Evan was talking about. A lot of people don't know how to pray. And so one of the things that I've done with my kids is I, I use them as an example. So if, if Nicholas, my youngest, comes to me and he says, you know, Dad, I need to talk to you. I've, I, I need to spend time with you. i got some things that I'm dealing with. Then I, as a father, I'm very apt to, to listen to him. But if he were to come to me and say, Oh, Father, I need to have conversation with you. Please grace me with your presence so that we can have great talks about these things that I am you know, working with. When, when we think about our relationship with God, if we, it, it, we, he is elevated. He is who he is. God is God. There's nothing above him. But he desires such an intimate and personal relationship with us. And so you have to do it with respect. But the key component for everything that you communicate with God on is love. So you're telling me you don't have to learn a whole other language in order to pray. That was one of the things that that really stopped me or or actually petrified me about Christianity in the beginning is because I'm a control freak. You know, if you, those of you know me and you're hearing this on the air right now, you're saying, yes, they're not <laughs> yeah, in their head, especially their my head. wife. But one of the things that I found is, is that I didn't have to have that mm-hmm. because I am relationship oriented. And that's what God desires. That prayer language that we're talking about is to have a relationship that you and him are intimate on, that you know. See, and especially men in t- today's society, we have that problem with he's the bridegroom that makes me the bride. Now, intimacy is such a vital part of our relationship with God that we just we just need to recognize this is not what the world would would misconstrue and contort and do all kinds of things with. This is a one on one relationship with your father, because that's who you're going to stand before on mm-hmm. the day of judgment. And there are a lot of reasons that people don't pray is because they feel like they're going to be judged. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, yes, you are. You are going to be judged. That's what he does. But he's looking for the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Okay, and I draw this distinction because he judges you, but he does not condemn you. In Christ, there is no condemnation. So when you go before the Father, recognizing Christ as having 
paid the penalty for those sins, we can go before the Lord and and know that that when he is looking at at us and helping us to see those things that need changing with his judge's eyes, that it is loving and caring and for our good. You know, one of the best examples, I think, of what we're talking about is the life of Moses. When Moses was leading children in uh, in the wilderness, and they were waiting on the promises of God to be fulfilled in their life, uh, he would take time apart to examine his heart and go up on the mountain. And he would spend time one-on-one with God in, the, in what was called Chicano glory. And when he had come down, uh, when he first began to do that, well, the people could tell by looking at him and his countenance he had been with God. And so they judged him based on what he looked like. And so then God spoke to his heart, and so he began to cover his face with his mantle when he would come down so that the people could not see the difference. They knew where he went. And that's kind of the way it is with us, I think, Chaz, sometimes. When we have joy in every part of our life, and we've spent time with Lord Jesus and with our Father, then we have a countenance that people can look at and see that there is a difference in whether we're religious or we are being relational. And relational is the key. Let's just take our break, Mike, and come back. And when we come back, I want us to talk about what is a religious ritual of prayer and what is a relational uh, experience of prayer right after this. Stay with us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. 
They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge, 1120, today's Christian Talk. And welcome back. This is Kathy Enderbrock in the KTXW studios with Evelyn Davison and today's special guest, Chaz Winkle. We are talking about connection, continuing in the series that we've been in, leading right up to the Easter season, focusing today on prayer, asking two very important uh, questions about prayer. Is it pointless or is it powerful? Is prayer religious or is it relational? And so we are getting straight into that. Religious uh, prayer, uh, uh, prayer as a religious ritual versus prayer as a a relational experience. So, uh, Chaz, you and I are going to kind of go back and forth on this. So, religious religious ritual or relational experience, which is it? Well, I I would think they're both, but both play a very key key component to that. So, let's take religious. Um, and, and this is what trips up a lot of people because they think if I, if I don't understand how to pray, then I just don't pray. And if so, if you don't, it's better to have the relationship and go on. But as you grow closer to God, you'll understand that there are certain things that you do need to be praying for. Um, so let's go back to John fifteen seven it says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you. That's basically talking about two things, prayer and reading his word. So understanding and having a relationship. So if we were to if we were to break that down in a religious format and and put it in context, I don't even know if you would call it religion, if you would call it his righteousness, his relevance, that leads to respect. And if you respect something, then you adhere to the principles and the guidelines that they have established. We live in a world right now where. If, if we talk about everything that's going on, if, if there's no law, if we can diminish the law, if we can take all the law out, then what that tells us is that there is no sin. Ooh, that would be convenient, huh? Right. No right, no wrong. I can do whatever I want. But there is laws. We have commandments. I've heard people indicate, well, those, those, those ten laws, as if that's a bad thing. Not understanding that the importance of living and abiding and, uh, and respecting the, the power and authority of our Father. I mean, he's our creator. He's the one that created this universe. Everything revolves around him. But yet we want to diminish that. So we've found ways to do that by saying there is no law, therefore there's no sin. I'm not a sinner if there's not a law against it. That's where you know the homosexuality, the, the, the marriage thing is coming through, where if we can diminish that, then people won't feel like they're in sin. And that takes them away from the relationship. So from a religious standpoint, it's vital that we understand the law. But the law without love is inadequate. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's wrong, but it's inadequate. Mm -hmm. Because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yes. I mean, the law without love, that's condemnation. But the law with love, that's where the salvation comes in, the provision of Christ. And that's that's with uh, this connection thing we're talking about today, Chaz, is uh, I, I recall so well, my dad was not, a, I did not grow up in a Christian fi- family. 
And uh, just prior to our moving to Austin, some major tragedies happened in our family. And one of them was my brother. My oldest brother was abducted and shot and killed, robbed and killed. And uh, the sheriff, local sheriff, called me and said the police department from Houston had called him. And um, he wanted me to go tell my parents. They live less than a half a mile from us on the ranch. And... As I got there, they, someone else had already called them. And my dad was at the front door hollering, God, where are you? Mm. God, where are you? Now, that's not a religious prayer necessarily. It's a prayer of desperation. And so often we base our attitude about prayer on whether we have asked for something and God has not given us that back. He was asking that my brother come back to life. Uh, but he had no relationship. So here he is saying, God, are you there? Where are you? And, and so we live in a world like that today. We see it on the television. We see it on the Internet. We, anywhere you look, there's this, this search going on for God. And, it, and we can practice a lot of things thinking that we are within the will of God, like we don't eat fish on Friday, and I'm not being ugly, or some of these things. or We have to have things in our hands or a lot of different things to bring us into a mood of prayer. When it's relational, when it's what you, you said that Jesus said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you. And the word is what Jesus is. That means that's a personal, viable mm-hmm. relationship with him. That's so true. And, you know, when we talk about religious ritual, if we're talking about an expression of faith, a religious expression of faith that is very meaningful, what are you certain of? What do you hope for? Are you certain that God has this in control? Are you certain that he is sovereign over all things? Do Are you certain that he will use all these things for the good of those who he has called according to his purpose? Do you hope in his loving character? Where do you place your hope? Where is that anchor? Then um, I think this religious ritual as an expression of our faith, absolutely, it keeps us grounded. It keeps that anchor solid. It says that, you know, even in the morning when I do not want to wake up, to go and spend that time with him in prayer. I'm going to do it because I know that it is the right thing to do. I know that it will set my feet on solid ground for the remainder of the day, for the remainder of the week, that no matter what comes, I have I have started my day with the Lord. Um, now, I want to talk about then piety, because we do have an example in Scripture in the temple when a Pharisee did walk in mm-hmm. and he prayed. He lifted his hands towards the heavens. Mm-hmm. He uh, thanked God <laughs> that he was not like, like the sinner, that he, like he was not like someone else. And um, and God said, hey, no, 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 this guy did not leave uh, forgiven. That was pr- pious prayer it was for appearance sake it was possible possible maybe that the pharisee was having his own emotional purging but prayer has got to be relational it goes before the father in humility recognizing who he is 
It requires that we are in the Son, in the covering of Christ. And it goes with the certainty that that Holy Spirit is is intervening for us um, and giving us those words when we, you know, when we don't have those words to express and to, and to communicate. When you go, I have nothing to say, you still go into prayer because you know that the Holy Spirit's going to step in there and go, baby, I'll give you a few words <laughs> to share. Well, and the thing to go along with that, Kathy, is in Proverbs it said, a man who is diligent about his business will stand before kings and not stand before mean men. Hmm. And the diligence that God is talking about is he's called us to a relationship and to prayer with him. Mm -hmm. And so if we're diligent about that, then we get to stand before him. If we're not diligent about that, if we're pious, as you you say, then what happens is is that we stand before mean men. Mm. The NIV says obscure men, people of no consequence. But generally those are in judgment over you at that point. So you can have one on one hand and one on the other. Would you rather have God's? Righteous judgment, or would you have rather have mean men, unrighteous judgment? Yeah. And and so, uh, you know, that negotiation prayer that I'll do this if you give me this, mm-hmm. that's unrighteous. Mm-hmm. We are to go with everything unbridled based on the love of our Father, spend time with him, and ask. And those that's the, the area that I think as a body that we need to to be in unison with our father is asking him based on the, the toils that are in our heart, the challenges that we have to overcome because we do. I mean, he's made us with this three parts of our body. And if we can't overcome ourselves, what benefits are we going to have? What blessing will we be to others? That's why we're here. We're to bear fruit and fruit. The fruit of, of all things comes from love. And when you think about that, Chaz, it's, it's an overwhelming responsibility that we have as Christians. Uh, but it is a necessity for us to be who it is he has designed us to be and, and, and really engineered us. He says long in Psalm 139, long before you, know, you were ever formed, I had a plan for your life. One of the things I want us to talk about, we need to take our break and uh, we come back. I want us to talk about the model prayer that Jesus prayed and why he prayed it or why he taught him to pray it right after this. Stay with us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. 
Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think, marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is Y-O-U-centric. Visit thinkmarketingtexas.com to learn more. That's thinkmarketingtexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? ThinkMarketingTexas.com ThinkMarketingTexas.com You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge, 1120, Today's Christian Talk. And welcome back, friends, for our final segment. Oh, the day goes by so fast, Evelyn. I can't believe the hours. When you're having fun. (laughs) That's true, with great friends. Well, we have been talking about connection and prayer that connects us. We are learning about, is it religious or relational? What's involved there? Is prayer pointless or powerful? And we are going to jump straight into that in this final segment and try and wrap everything up. One of the things that I've been hearing, um, and we do have Chaz Winkle as our special guest with us today. So incredible. Chaz, I know that a lot of our listening friends are going to be tuning in to you Monday through Friday, beginning April 30th from 5 to 7 p.m. to hear everything that you're going to share. And they're going to be calling you up. Up. And now when you call up Chaz, you tell Chaz, Kathy and Evelyn told me to call you, <laughs> especially for that first week of his show. He needs he needs some of our friends to be his friends. We're counting on you for that. Well, okay, so what I hear both of you saying is that powerless prayer is really focused on self. It's more pious it's more for show and they're really prayers that maybe have no effect on god they're prayers that aren't connected to god because we haven't been connecting to him during the week and when we're going to him um focused all on ourselves and bringing a santa claus list maybe you know those are and 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 i i say this with a word of caution powerless because you know lord hears all things um, but let's focus on powerful prayers. Those are prayers that are focused on God, that connect us to God. And Jesus taught the difference between these two types of prayers when the disciples asked him to teach them how to pray. He taught them what we commonly know as the Lord's Prayer. So powerful prayers, friends, that is what we are after. So what is the real deal? Evelyn, you took us out of this, our, our last segment saying, hey, we're going to talk about what the real deal is. You know, when the, the disciple, and it was one, just one that asked that question, uh, they were looking at uh, John the Baptist's ministry. 
And John the Baptist was a very electric uh, person and just, he told it like Chaz Winkle tells it. I mean, it was just one, two, three, four, and you go. Uh, and so, but they noticed also that John the Baptist prayed a lot, and he taught his disciples how to pray. And so one of the disciples said to Jesus, teach us how to pray the way that John the Baptist people pray, mm-hmm. which was so different from the Old Testament prayer. And so when Jesus started out, he said to them, he said, and this is out of the message, he said, uh, in Matthew 6, he said, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of people, to be seen by them. Otherwise, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give in to your poor, don't sound a trumpet before you, or the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, and he apl- that they would be applauded by people. He said, I tell you this, you've got, they've got their reward. But when you give to the poor. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That makes me think of Chaz. So that your giving heart may be secret, in secret. Your father who sees in secret will reward you. Jesus taught them a model prayer. Mm-hmm. A model prayer. And it was to uh, be a model and not a rule. So every time we pray, we don't have to pray exactly like this. But it's a great example in Matthew 6 of a relational prayer. Now, I just want to clarify here. Was Christ telling them, hey, don't let anybody know you're a Christian. Don't pray in front of people. Do everything in secret. Was that the message he was trying to get across here? I think his his words were, don't speak it, live it. Be a part of life. You know, Proverbs 18.21 says the power of life and death is in the spoken word. And if we speak life or we speak death, then we're going to be held accountable for that. You know, Romans 4.17, the second half of that scripture says, uh, you call those things that are not as if they are. Yes. So there's part of that is faith that we're building in our relationship. But as we spend time with our father, if we don't speak unto him through our ourself, then we're, it's, a, it's vain repetition. If we speak because we're reading the word back to him, he already knows that word. He wants to know our heart. That's where God desires to spend time with us is reading his word but understanding and then be able to work through that. He's not going to enable us. To be able to go out and do all kinds of things, have the Cadillacs and live in the nice cars. God is there to be an exhorter of us. You know, and I love that something that you had shared earlier, Chaz, you said, you know, we went and met the needs of these people. We brought them food. And then before we left, we asked them, can we pray for you? Now, that's right out there in the open. That's sharing our faith. That's doing it before men. But here is the difference. We are praying to meet their need. We are praying for God's blessing upon them. We are not doing it to be showy or to lift ourselves up. We are doing it to lift that other individual up before the Father that they would connect with him. Huge difference. Let me tell you a quick story. We were in Colorado at one time. We were at some business meetings. And when we went to Colorado, we always went up above Coors Mountain where they they 
brew coors. There's a high place. And in the Bible, it talks about going to high places. You'll spend time with your father. So there's seven of us. We're in a van. It's in a rental van because we you know, picked it up at the airport. We're, we're driving up this hill. We go up there, and we have an incredible night of prayer. And we're up there at midnight praying on this hill. And when we come down, there's a car accident. And there's this young man that had been out drinking. And his hairpin turns. And there was a tree that he had ran into off the side of the road, which is a thousand foot drop if he hadn't hit that tree. And one of my friends, Ward, so we're over there and we're hey, well, let's go pray for him. Let's just, we'll we'll get out. And so we start surrounding him and and we start talking about prayer. Can we pray for you? And the look in his eye was total fear. Mm -hmm. In other words, he didn't know what we meant by praying. And Ward said something that just broke the ice. He said, if we can't pray for you, do you just need a hug? Mm. And the kid just melted, melted in his arms and started sobbing. Wow. And and that's what we need to think about sometimes is, is that and that, that's always been a reminder of me is that sometimes people don't understand the logistics of what God is doing because they don't have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And if we have that relationship, then we can mirror that for them because that's what God wanted. He wanted to hug, hug that young man. Hmm. Well, you know, that's what, that's what the model prayer says. It says, Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. This is from the message. Set the world right. Do what's best as above, so below. And then these are the things you ask for. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You know, when you come to that point and you say to the Lord Jesus, Lord, I want to follow you. I want you to be my guide. I want you to provide my power. I want you to bear fruit in my life. Then as we do that and we begin to look at what it is we're doing and why we're doing it, we wouldn't be like the hypocrite that you were talking about, Kathy. Uh, so we don't put on a show. We do it with humility, with a, a goodness and a kindness of heart. And people respond to that, Jazz. That's what they're looking for. And so often, uh, just on the phone, you know, someone will call me and, and, and we'll talk five minutes and I'll say, wait just a minute before you go. I want to pray for you. I pray on, more on the phone than I do on my knees because of what we're talking about today, connection. Connection. And it is so important that we don't just get so spiritually minded that we're no earthly good, but that we live in the reality of what Matthew 6 says. God, you are real, and I want you to be real in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm asking you to do these things that he asked for. Uh, Give us what we need physically. Uh, Forgive us when we cannot get things right, when we misuse people or abuse people keep us safe from what we ourselves would choose but keep us in the center of your will and lord protect us from the devil and then do it because we want to do anything you want us to do i think that's a powerful statement kathy i want to do lord what you want me to do Mm -hmm. and help me forgive others i love that in there not only forgive us help me to forgive others how many of us are out there today having unforgiveness towards others in our heart that is um, making us bitter and eating us up inside. You know, sometimes it's your own guilt, Chaz, as you were talking about 
uh, earlier in, in, in a, a program last week that you had a lot of guilt that you needed to come to terms with, you needed forgiveness for. And then there's others in our lives that we need for, to forgive. God keeps us alive. He keeps us safe. He is in charge. He is powerful and he is beautiful. And friends, that is what we want you to take away today is that that connection uh, is meant to be powerful in your life. That connection is not meant to be pointless. It is meant to be um, powerful and relational and to set your feet on solid ground. Chaz, if, if someone wants to connect with the Lord and they haven't yet, how can they do that? Simple. It's very simple. I mean, you know, we we can talk about Romans Row and going through everything, and if you're knowledgeable about that, you have an understanding. But most of the people that we're talking to don't have an idea. And I think it's just tell people to, you know, come into their lives that we talk about do you want a personal relationship with Christ? Do you want someone that will guide you through? And give them that fatherly feel for that. And then to get plugged into a a Bible-based church, one that talks about, God and who he is. And you can always call one of these stations and we'll be glad to to lead you into that um, relationship with Christ. So I think that's important for all of us. Absolutely. You can always call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. We'd love to talk to you about that. If you do not have a Bible, we would love to send one to you. Come and visit us on uh, Love Talk Network. That's www.lovetalknetwork.com. And every Saturday we're here, 9.30 a.m. and uh, Sundays at 3 p.m. We look forward to being with you again next week, friends. God bless you.